listening to the ESPN New York Tonight podcast with Larry Hardesty on 98.7 ESPN. Along with Giselle, Kyrie, and JP, we're here until midnight. That's when Freddie and Fitzsimmons, well, Freddie and, yeah, Freddie and Fitzsimmons, yeah, those guys, will join us here on 98.7 ESPN. Hello, Gordon Damer. Larry, how we doing, my friend? We're doing good. Did you finish your homework assignment? I know you did the puzzle, but you uh, had a homework assignment done. too. I am uh, I'm a jigsaw master. And by master, I mean I just stood over it for hours jamming pieces in where they didn't belong. And eventually I came to the right conclusion and uh, got it done. I did get an episode of Money Heist in last mm-hmm. night. I was not able to do a second episode today. Today was my daughter's birthday. Oh. Tenth birthday. So and we what's had her some name? stuff around the house a little busier than usual. Her but name I'm is? one episode in. I have some thoughts. Obviously, they're very early thoughts. One episode, but uh, okay. I'll give you them in a little bit. Of, you know, a little bit later on. Okay. What's your daughter's name? Let's get that. My daughter name. Madeline it was her tenth birthday today. Happy birthday, Madeline! Yes. Nice. Very busy and- day. As busy as you can be and not leave the house. Let's put it that way. <laughs> Oh, you guys had fun, didn't you? So who baked yep. the cake? Give, give, give us details. Give us details. Yep. Yeah, we had uh, the in-laws. The The only people we have seen during this time are my wife's family. So the in-laws came over, and my daughter's favorite animal is a koala. She loves koala oh, bears. Okay. And somehow my mother-in-law figured out a recipe and baked a koala cake. I don't know how she did it, but uh, it looked like a koala bear. It looked perfect. So uh, wow. she was very happy with her koala bear cake. Uh-huh. My wife... I don't know how she did it, but she got her a phone. I don't know why she did it. So my ten-year-old now has a phone, so I will never see her again. So, so there, so there were some benefits to this birthday. <laughs> oh yeah, she loved it. She, oh yeah, the fact that we couldn't leave the house made us spe- do things that we would not ordinarily do. So she uh-huh. actually got the benefits of that. Okay, all right, excellent. So, Gordon, based on last night conversation with you and Ozark. Um, I am now, I am now in the market for some really good TV binge watchable programs. Okay. And so I I am your guy. I know you are. So I want the audience to chime in too. I want your top five television binge watchable programs at 1-800-919-3776. Is this all time or is this like shows that are currently airing right now? Shows that are currently airing right now. Okay. Boom. Yeah. Done. Shows that are currently airing. Now, okay. now let me give you a little background. All right. Okay. I'm a guy who, who, who parachutes in and out of these binge watch, binge watchable things. Okay. I, I, I have a hard time sticking with a binge watchable program. I, I'm All going right. to admit it to you. All right. Uh, the, the last one I had some success with was Ray Donovan. Okay. I like Ray Donovan. All Ray right. Donovan was, I, I enjoyed that. All right. I will admit to you, Gordon, that the killing got a bit much. <laughs> yeah, it's like As it every can show, be sometimes, yes. Every show, Gordon, somebody was getting whacked. Right. Every, every show. Every show. Every show. Um, it, it was an interesting dynamic because I was trying to figure out who was the crazy one. Was it Ray Donovan or his brother? Because they both were kind of had the both of them had the screw loose, and then we don't have to mention dad. So, so it, it, it was just it's a lot of dynamics there. So that's the kind of the, the, that intrigued me for a while. Okay, and then I just I just fell off the wagon with it. Uh, I had a short period of time with House of Cards. Okay, okay, it was okay. 
first but season was was pretty good. It was. Yeah. And then, and then when I started the second season, I was like, yeah, no, it went down. No, 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 no. So, so, so I'm looking. I'm, I'm, I'm You're searching now. Yes. Okay. For binge watchable programs. That's what I need, Gordon. So, all right. So, I'll so, give you a list. Uh, you, I, I well, can, we'll start I with you. you. Covered. We'll start with you. Right off the bat? Yeah, we'll start with you. Okay. Give me well, a couple. Just give me two. Well, right now, we'll I would say probably... See, this is a problem. Because okay. I would say the best show that's currently airing right now is a show mm-hmm. on AMC called Better Call Saul. Okay. It's a prequel yeah. to Breaking Bad. But okay. if you haven't seen Breaking Bad, not that you can't watch Better Call Saul... Mm-hmm. You'll still enjoy it, but you will miss out on some of the of the the finer details of the show. You won't experience it at its peak. Okay, so I got to um, do more homework. Yeah, I mean that's and that's a lot of work for you. I don't want to mm-hmm. give you a lot of work. I want you to hit something that you hit the ground running and boom, I can run through these things and fire them off right one after another. Gotcha. I would say if you're looking for a binge watchable show, now it it has a few seasons in the books. But mm-hmm. it's kind of ba- it's it's based on true events, and it's on Netflix, so it's very available. I would say if I was going for one right now that I think that you would like. Now it's got some killing, it's got some illegal activity, it's got some maybe foul language. Ooh, you've been around locker rooms, so I don't think that's gonna oh, that's please. gonna bother you too much. Uh, I would <laughs> yeah, say Narcos sure. is probably the best hmm. binge watchable show right now. Okay, I've seen the previews; they are intriguing. Yeah, yeah they are intriguing. Yeah, and uh, it, you know it's, it's it's one of these things that it's kind of based on true events, but not you know they make you know they have to fill in some of the details. So mm-hmm. um, if you have you know if you have some time, to me that 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 one's right that one's right in your wheelhouse. If you okay. start watching it, you give it three episodes in, mm-hmm. you'll be hooked. Okay, all right, okay. So Marcos, I got that down. Narcos oh. is is right up your alley. All right, huh? All right, give me another one. Another one that's airing right now. Well, also Ozark? on also on Netflix <laughs> is yeah. fantastic. Is a show by the called name of, of uh, Mind Hunter. Mind Hunter is about uh, two cops, very well cast guys, very good camaraderie between the two actors, and a really intriguing story. And what they they were the first guys. To, again, there's going to be murder here involved, uh, Larry. Unfortunately, well, you know. they're the first guys who uh, investigated. A serial killers hmm. and it's kind of based on true events it has some actual you know real life people not the actual people but you know characters in the show who are real people in real life who you know did these kind of things very intriguing little bit of a slow burn like when you first start watching you're like i don't know what this show is going to be and hmm. then as it starts to ramp up it's absolutely fantastic so those would be two on netflix that I would uh, recommend to you right off the bat. But it really kind of depends on what you're looking for. See, you threw me by saying the no murder thing. So no, 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 fact, no, no, no. I'd have to no, kind of no, no, go no, back no. and think. Like, what no, are no. you looking for? Are you looking for comedy? Are you looking for action? Are you looking for drama? Are you looking for great stories? Are you just looking for the most bingeable thing, the thing that you're going to get through an episode and say to yourself, you know what? I'm going to watch another episode right now. Okay, let me just say this. I just Not that I can't watch it. It's just, Gordon, can I get a show without it? 
You know? <laughs> That's all. An episode. Not a, not a whole show. Can I get an episode without it? And even though there wasn't all the time, it just seemed like it with Ray Donovan. There was always something going on. Yeah, well, you know, he's, a, you know. he's a guy that cleans up messes, right? So sometimes yes, he he's got to make a bigger mess by uh, cleaning up the messes. So and that, he did his part, job well. Yeah, that's part of the problem. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So I, I so those two will be good. So I'm not adverse yeah. to that I, I, because I like action. Sure. So when you have action, you're going to have that. You're going to have car chases. You're going to have guns. You're going to have that's what stimulates the car chases. That's what stimulates action movies and and, right. and shows. That's what you love. And, and and Better Call Saul is on Netflix. It's not a it, it you know it's not a Netflix original, but you can watch the first few seasons on Netflix. And then there's a, currently a season going on right now that you know you can catch up with another time. But I think it's I think this is either the third or fourth season of Better Call Saul. That one's also fantastic. But uh, look, you tell me what you're looking for, and that can point me in the direction of what. Because trust me, there's nobody you know who is watching more television than I am. <laughs> I believe that. Yeah. You <laughs> I, know, really I got do. the one hour show in the morning and uh, I got a lot of free time the rest of the day. Yeah. Yeah. You know, before this whole coronavirus thing hit, uh, you know, I used to come home to a nice empty house, had a nice nap in the middle of the day. All that's down. All that's down the road now. Yeah, I know. I understand. I, I know. It, it's, I can't it's really so- complain because other people got bigger stuff going on. You know, nobody yes, wants to hear about my lack of naps. No, <laughs> but but it's a little crowded around the day in my household now, it's right? It's crowded. <laughs> Too crowded. You're listening to the ESPN New York Tonight podcast with Larry Hardesty on 98.7 ESPN. So, Gordon, it happened, and we we alluded to this last week when we asked folks what was the one game, one event live event that they wish they were in attendance for. And I mentioned this event. It happened on April 15th, 1947 at Ebbets Field. It was Jackie Robinson's inaugural play in Major League Baseball with him becoming the first African-American to play. And, um, you know, this is his anniversary of that. 1947. Gordon, it's amazing. The years have just flown by. I remember... Uh, being a part of the 25th anniversary of that. Um, and then the, the 50th anniversary of it some years later. So it, it was, it's, it's just, it's amazing. And just to think that Mariano Rivera was the last person to wear 42 because his number was Jackie Robinson's number was retired, but they grandfathered everybody who already had the number. And so Mariano Rivera was the last official number 42 to be played in Major League Baseball, and that anniversary is today. And you know what's crazy? I did not know. I knew that today was Jackie Robinson, right, because it's mm-hmm. always April 15th, and it's my daughter's birthday, so you know I have an extra association with April 15th. You would have to say, if you went through all the days of the calendar year, this probably is the most newsworthy day in the history of days, because not only is April 15th the anniversary of Jackie Robinson, mm-hmm. it's the anniversary of the Titanic sinking. That's right. It's the anniversary of Abe Lincoln dying. And then a few years ago, it was also the day that the Boston Marathon bombing took place. I mean, talk about four wow. pretty big. I mean, the yeah. first two are huge. Yes. Lincoln dying is huge. And yeah. then, you know, more recently, maybe not to the level of those three. I mean, that is a very newsworthy kind of day. You're right. 
You're right. It, it's unbelievable when you think of all those things that have uh, that have taken place on this day. It, it's it's just amazing. It is amazing. And uh, and I can that- tell you because we do the moment of inspiration in the uh, during the morning show. And we're always you know I'm always looking ahead to days. All right, what happened on this date? Hmm. I can tell you might think, well, you know, if you go to any day, big things happen. Trust me, they didn't not that big kind of thing all <laughs> yeah. happening on the same day. It's not like that ordinarily. No, there's no doubt about that. This, those are those are. Gordon, history-making events, right? Like four major history-making events in one day. That that's that's unusual. That's really, really unusual. One eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. Taking your phone calls. We'll we'll turn our attention to sports a little bit in a couple of minutes. I just want. I'm I'm just being a little selfish, Gordon. I'm looking, and this was all based on your back and forth with uh, the morning show. Well, it wasn't, it wasn't back and forth. I tweeted something out and then they misconstrued what I was saying, it seems. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, uh, made some personal attacks. Does very it, personal, see, yeah, personal I, attacks. I, I, I was very, I was very disappointed. Yeah. I, was very I mean, look, if I, if I need, I didn't think it needed any clarification. You know, these are smart guys. They can figure Absolutely. out what the words that I tweeted out <laughs> meant. Oh, overrated. Does yes. not mean necessarily bad, right? So you know when people were talking about Ozark, and I tweeted out an example. It wasn't the only example, but people mm-hmm. kept saying this is among the great—not the great shows right now, mm-hmm. great shows of all time, ever, ever. Right? <laughs> you're talking about Sopranos, Breaking Bad, The Wire. You're in that category, that territory. That's very sacred territory. Yeah. So when yeah. I saw that and I watched the the season and it, you know it was what it was, mm-hmm. kind of a continuation of the first two seasons where you know big things happen. You know what the problem with that is? Yes. A yes. as we said, I talked to you about it. The characters themselves are not as intriguing as a Tony Soprano or a Walter White or um, you know uh, you know those kind of characters. They don't have a character like that in the show. But the mm-hmm. other thing is is they have followed the blueprint of Breaking Bad. They think the blueprint is. Make big things happen. And uh-huh. that, and look, that uh, apparently a lot of people liked having big things happen every episode. But then you kind of set this bar where you kind of have to keep doing these kind of crazy things to carry the story along, mm. even if they don't really make sense from a story point of view. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. look, mm-hmm. It's, it's not my cup of tea. Lots of people like it. And that's fine. If you like it and you enjoy it, who, who am I to say? <laughs> I just took offense when people are suggesting it's one of the great shows of all time. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, uh, you know, so that just got me to thinking, uh, you know, maybe I, I need a couple of shows just to sick my teeth into because I'm finding, you know, some extra time that I might want to, <laughs> oh, you know. Yeah. You don't say. <laughs> I have some extra time that I've got here and there, Gordon, that I might want to donate to a program. 1-800-919-3776. Steven Staten Island, start us off on ESPN New York today. Larry, Gordon, how are we doing tonight? All right. So obviously, as Gordon just mentioned, Sopranos, The Wire, those are classics. They're amazing shows. Highly mm-hmm. suggestive. Watch them always. You can rewatch them a hundred times. They never get old. They're amazing. I would put Seinfeld in that category. I would put a newer show, Always Sunny in Philadelphia, if you like a comedy in that category. Curb Your Enthusiasm and Larry David in that category. There's a lot of amazing shows, and Ozark is a thousand percent overrated. Thank, Thank you. God for hearing me out. Thank, Thank you so you. much. 
Definitely overrated. Very disappointed in the final in this third season. Show's going downhill already. Not a good sign for a show three seasons in. And I watch a ton of TV. TV's like one of my main things. I watch it a lot. Ozark's go. way overrated. Right. Well, look. Right, hopefully, see. Chris Canty and Rick DiPietro will allow you to have that point of view, Dave <laughs> Dave Rothenberg. To maybe they'll allow you to have your own opinion on things, and you don't just fall into the group think of everybody else. Mm-hmm. But thank you for the call. Curb your enthusiasm is funny. Oh, it, there's no question about it. I, I have seen Kirby. a couple of those. It's it's very funny. It's it's yeah. It you know it's like <laughs> what's he, how is he going to get how is he going to get himself in and out of trouble in the same time? Right. That's what you always say. There's with so many things that are relate. Like you feel like you have had those things happen to you, and yes. you know more times than not, you know as a member of society, you can't act the way that Larry does, but you would like to. Yeah, he, yeah, he, he says the things that you wish you could say. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and get away with, you know, and get away with. Mike's in Rockland. Hey, Mike, you're next on 9870 ESPN. Hey, Larry. Hey, Gordon. How you guys doing tonight? What's, What's up, on? Mike? Hey, um, one show, well, two shows. One on Netflix, you have to watch, um, if you haven't heard of it, it's called Money Heist. There's a Is this ton the guy of- that called last night? No. Oh, no. so some uh, Mike, somebody somebody else called last night saying money heist. I just started watching it last night. I just watched one episode. Um, I love a good I love a good caper. Anything mm. that involves yeah. a caper, I always like. So that the the, I, the the plot, at least so far as I have gotten, is it's a it's a group of criminals getting together to rob a uh, a, a vault, a, a, a mint. Right? Is it a mint? It's kind of like Fort Knox Correct. in yeah. France. So uh, exactly, they get exactly. together and there's, obviously things go wrong. There's a ton of plot twists. It's a constant chess match throughout all four seasons or three seasons. Um, each one gets better. And, I, you know, I just change the subtitle. You know, it's in Spanish. You just change it to English and it's watchable. It doesn't mess you up too bad. But it's a really good, every season so far has been really good. And it builds each character along the way. Very nice. Okay. Well, look, I'm only, you know, I can only say I'm only one episode in. Uh, I'm intrigued by it. Uh, I'm glad that they, you know, they kind of dubbed the voices. They didn't do the subtitles. I don't really like reading the entire time. I like watching the actors. So they did that well. So, uh, you know, uh, we'll see how it goes. And then if there's uh, a prime video guys out there, um, a new one I'm watching is called Zero Zero Zero. So just just give that one a look. It's pretty good so far. Three episodes in. Yeah, I've zero, heard of that. Zero, I have not zero. seen that yet. I don't know anything about it. And that's on Prime Video? Yeah. That's Amazon on Prime, Prime Video, yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Thank you, my friend. All right. Thanks, guys. All right. Thank you. You know what the problem out. is? There's, there's so many shows. I know. Even in this environment, you still don't have enough time. I know. It's amazing, right? Yeah. It's Everybody's looking for content, and now some people have more content than they can <laughs> than, right. they, than they need. It's And there's just so many different – Gordon, it's so many different shows. I mean, because you watch – and, you know, because I have Netflix. So every time I turn around, Larry, we have new episodes for you. It's like, I haven't even watched the other ones you showed me. What? Right. You, what, what? Leave me alone. Can you let it's me watch like the when, other ones? Uh, Lucille Ball is at the chocolate factory, right? Exactly. Like the things are coming on the conveyor belt and you just can't keep up. I can't keep up. It's just, it, it's crazy. It's just, every time you turn around, it's just going and going and go. Hey, here's some new releases. No, what? I haven't looked at the old <laughs> releases. Leave me alone. What's going on with you guys? So we'll keep that going. I'll, we'll take that through the night. I'm looking for some, I've got some, Gordon got me started very good 
with yep. a couple off the rack. Uh, and then you, you know, the money highest we mentioned in Kirby Enthusiasm, which is always, which is a winner. And that you, you can't go Larry, wrong. Larry, if you, do you like a good documentary? Are I have to be in the mood for it, but tell me. Huh? I have to be in the mood, but yes. Okay. Yeah, sometimes. I have two documentaries. Mm hmm. That if you give him a shot, and it's not Tiger King, I'm not even going to go down that road. Okay. This is like a this is a one time shot, just you know, a straight hour and a half, hour forty five. Mm-hmm. I got one for you. It'll curl your socks. I mean, you'll watch wow. this, and you'll every the best review I could give you is every five minutes you'll say to yourself, "That's the craziest thing I've ever heard," and then five minutes later you'll say, "That's the craziest <laughs> thing I've ever heard." Okay. That sounds good. All right, All right. I'll, I'll get that. Well, I'll get that from you when we come back. Also, at 1-800-919-3776. So Gordon Carlin had an interesting uh, conversation with folks about a pair of of uh, players, uh, Shaquille O'Neal and Kobe Bryant, and, of course, Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen. And, uh, you know, when you look at those two guys leading those two teams – it would be real interesting if they faced each other, especially in the seven game series. And when you look at those, when you look at these guys on these teams, you have to really look at the supporting cast because the top two guys on both teams, Gordon, they kind of, when you have really good teams like that and really good players, they tend to cancel each other out. Mm-hmm. So it is the rest of the team. So while I know everybody's looking at, ooh, ooh, Shaq and Kobe would be great and Michael and Scotty would be great. I think for you to really figure out who would have the, who would have the edge, you'd have to look at the rest of the teams. And Gordon and I will do that and get your thoughts next. You are listening to the ESPN New York Tonight podcast with Larry Hardesty on 98.7 ESPN. Which has the better team? Is it the Los Angeles Lakers or the Chicago Bulls? And, and for me, I'm going to narrow it down. I've got the 2010-2011 Lakers against the 97-98 Chicago Bulls. If they played in the seven-game finals of the NBA, those two teams, who wins? Plus, Gordon, you have to pay off the tees. You have a documentary for yeah. me to watch. All right. Uh, one or two documentaries for me to watch as I am looking for, uh, you know, binge watchable TV shows. Okay. My, if you uh, want just a straight documentary uh, mm-hmm. that is, you know, intriguing, it's a legal one. It's a legal case that took place, I think it's probably about 15 years ago now. Mm-hmm. They, I don't know how they got the footage, but they got footage of the defendant in the case, and it's a enthralling story that I had not heard of before that, but it's, it was a big case up in Boston. It's called The Staircase, hmm. and it's on Netflix. It's about a, a man who was accused of murdering his wife. His wife falls down a staircase. The state believes that she was murdered. They bring him up on charges, and the documentary covers the case, all the different twists and turns, it is enthralling, but it's long, right? It's probably a 10-part series. So if you're looking mm-hmm. for something, you know, you want to dive into, uh, that's great. But if you're just looking, you're, you're sitting home on a Saturday night, there's no sports on. There is a documentary also on Netflix called Abducted in Plain Sight. It is about a young girl 
who is abducted, obviously, twice by the same person. That's all I'll tell you. Yeah, there you go. Right. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. You will watch this and you will say, wow, that is the strangest thing I've ever seen. And then five minutes later, you'll still be sitting in the same spot and you'll be watching the same documentary. You'll say, I'll correct that. That's the strangest thing I've ever seen. And then five minutes, it's just a continual five minutes. Every five minutes, something else weird, strange happens. Hmm. And it's, it's, it's fascinating. Wow. Okay. Yeah. You got me intrigued I, I, already. I, I saw that it was trending on Netflix. I didn't know much about it. I turned it on. I said, you know what? Let me pop this on for a half hour. I'll sit here. I'll get a little tired. I'll go up to bed. Sat there for an hour and a half. And afterwards was like, what? Was still mm. staring at the screen like, I'm sorry, what? So, yeah, it's <laughs> fascinating. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. You will Interesting. be I, – I mean, if you don't watch this and come in the next time I see you or talk to you and say, mm-hmm. what did you put me on to – uh-huh. Uh, I, I'm not doing my job. Wow. Just, just the, the, you sold it already. You sold there it already. I, look, I don't need to oversell it then. No, you know, twice. Same person. It's crazy. Same person twice. Unbelievable. 1-800-919-3776. Trey in Brooklyn, Texas starts us off on ESPN New York tonight. Hey, Trey. What's up, y'all? How y'all doing tonight? Trey, what's up, man? Everything good? Yes, sir. Everybody's good. Happy birthday. Happy born to your daughter, man. Shout out Thank to Madeline, you, man. Happy, happy born. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Ten is better. That's big. That's one of the. That's one of the milestones right there. That's the big. One of the big ones. Mm, go okay. ahead, Drake. You got it, man. All right. So, okay. So, I want to add on to what Gordon was saying about the Snooker doc. It's crazy. That's that's a really good documentary. If you get a chance. There's also another one, Larry, that you really got to check out. Gordon, you got to check it out, too. It's on Vice. They do one about New York City street football. Okay. Hmm. It is absolutely amazing. It's a little four. It's like they got it in four parts on YouTube, but if you just go to Vice, you know, say you'll find it. It's really good. I don't like Vice because every time I watch it, I get scared to death about the state of the world. Like every time, yeah, but- I know to myself, do not watch this. You will, you will just be sitting in bed for a half hour thinking to yourself, "Oh my God, what's going to happen nah. next?" This is a good Listen, one. All right, this is nothing. The, nothing the, bad the, happens in this. This movie. is street. This is street football. You go okay. hear some language. You go hear some language. That's but I mean, that, this, that, it's funny. New York City street football. You got okay. a lot. You got a couple of players that played like D one didn't work out, but now they, you know, it's playing street football. You got like four okay. or five teams. They got a team from Sugar Hill when they win the championship. And this goes back, Larry, I don't know if you noticed or not, this goes back to the 70s. They played street football in the 70s in New York, mm-hmm, and it was big. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like, you know, Sugar Hill got a team. They throw sugar on the on, – on the, when they win the championship, they throw sugar on the field. It's crazy. And you got, you know, the, you got the street guys out there, you know, they betting on guys and taking care of guys. And, you know, it's, it's good, man. You guys got, really got to watch that. It's really good. Um, yeah, good. But, but – but, and, oh, one more thing for you. Uh, Gordon, they got a uh, podcast now. Uh, Michael Imperioli and Steve Sharippa, they oh, okay. got one, and they yes, they break down every episode. So they're going to do eighty six episodes of wow. the Soprano podcast, and they're going to break down every episode. They're on episode four right now. It's crazy. Okay. Got to check that out. So you got some stuff to check out, Larry. Just start yes. at episode one. It's the best eighty six hours you're ever going to spend in your life. I hear you. I, I promise you. But you can't go wrong with Martin, A Different World, my man Michael K. Center Stage. And if you and your wife want to get into something, Larry, I'm telling you, Power, that was on Showtime. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, I, I mean, mean, on Stars, it was really mm-hmm. good. 
Yeah. Really oh, good. Yeah. So yeah, we, we, we did those. We did those. Okay. Yes. So, Larry, ain't no way in hell the nine, the nine, was it 96 Bulls or 98 Bulls? Uh, 97, 98. You know, the one that plays the theme you love. Man, please, man. And then they got the thing on the app when you log on now, Larry, and then it shows That's the, the countdown. Oh, oh, how we don't have the music for when Trey comes on. We that, that is a failure of our part. We we should have Gordon. that music playing for when when Larry introduces Trey. You should hit the music. <laughs> that's that's what you call a bad teammate, right there, Larry. <laughs> what, what Gordon what Gordon did right there that gets you buried down the bench by our friend Jerome James over there. Alan the Parsons kids. is the band, I believe, and I believe it's called oh. Serious is the name of the song. So you might want to find he, that. Throw it in the system. So every time Trey, he can have like his intro music. Oh, <laughs> that is that is a damn that. That's a horrible teammate. That that's not his family. Good. That and, and he's a soprano guy. And he and he knows what happened to people that talk subversive like that. Yeah. That's crazy. But no, man, I think that the bench, Larry, this would be the issue. I th- mm-hmm. I don't. I I think you were right that the bench on the Bulls is deeper. Right, I agree with you. But do mm-hmm. you agree that do you agree that the Lakers have more talent on their bench? Possibly, I'm just I I just I've seen what the what the Bulls bench can do, and I'm not sure about as you go further down that Laker bench if they're if if they you know what I'm saying if they're going to come up clutch in situations because I, I don't know that I, I don't know that they have the same opportunities. Does does that make sense, Trey? I, I understand in, what you're saying. In name, in name, yes, but I mean, look, is Andrew? Which Andrew Bynum am I getting? You ain't never lied, Larry. Yeah. Are you, are you talking <laughs> about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you, you talking about somebody that's got a ball or somebody that's coming out there with I mean, I don't chili sauce on their jersey? Yeah, exactly. Right. I don't know which you're one right. I'm getting. Now, now, I tell you what's intriguing is the Lamar Odom Scottie Pippen matchup. I now, agree that, with you. The that link would right be there. Yeah. that would be intriguing, but you know, I just think that. Oldham would be in foul trouble trying to deal with Pippen. I agree with you. I agree with you. I think the link would work would uh, work against both players, but I think that Pippen was way more skillful than Lamar yes. was. I yes. guess you know he was just super. He was a five star. He was a five star basketball player. And, um, and, and, and what's Derek Fisher going to do? I mean, he can't guard Jordan. I mean, is he is, is he going to? I mean, where, right. where's you know what is is he going to have? Uh, you know, what, what, what's he going to do? Is, is, is he going to try to do something with Ron Harper? I mean, Ron Harper, underrated defensively, man. Ron Harper was pretty yeah, good Yeah, he was. Yes, he was. He was a very – he was very – he was better in Cleveland, of course. But yes, by absolutely. Time he got to, by the time he got to Chicago, he was a very seasoned defender. Yeah, he not a super lock-you-up guy, but he'll come in and play you really, really hard. Remember how Gerald Wilkins used to play Jordan really, really hard? And we was yes. like, yeah, he shut him down. And then yeah. you look at the box score and Jordan at like 45. 45. <laughs> he was thirty-five. Like it was like that, yeah. It exactly. was a quiet thirty-five, though. Yeah, no, it, it wasn't like quiet that. either. I, no, it wasn't. It wasn't quiet either. There were some ducks in there too, my friend. All right, Trey. Thanks. Uh, we'll talk to you soon. All right, fellas. All righty. One eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. Buddha's in the Bronx. Hey, Buddha, you're next on ninety-eight seven. Hey, what's going on, family? How you guys doing, man? You all right? Hey, we doing good, partner. Hey. What's happening? Hey, listen, um, just got to say a little quick rest in peace shout out to my daughter's chemistry teacher. He died oh. from the COVID-19. We got the, we got oh, the word this man. morning. His name is Mr. Christopher Ward from Sacred Heart Catholic School in Yonkers. And he was a mm-hmm. chemistry teacher, older guy, you know, really loved the kids, didn't have to be teaching anymore. You know, I just want his family, you know, to know that we loved him and we're going to miss him, man. 
Wow. Well, our, our prayers and uh, go out to his family and listen to, to your daughter too. Cause that's, that, that, that brings it home, man. That, that just brings yeah. it home. Brings it home. Yeah, she's so taking sad. it, she's taking it kind of hard too. I know. You know, to lift, to lift my spirits, um, on the YouTube, I popped on, they got a, um, DJ battle, you know, um, of the old classic hip hop hits between DJ Premier versus the RZA. And oh. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. Okay. If you check it out. It's about two hours and they're interactive. You know, they're on the IG, they're battling. You know, a lot of love and, you know, just a lot of old school hip hop, you know, kind of lifted my spirits a little okay. bit today. That sounds good. You know, All right. but yeah, now listen, nice. what Shaq was talking about, I got to be honest with you, like Larry, I mean, the 2011 Lakers, they were good, but they weren't better than that 3 P Lakers. And I still don't think that that 3 P Lakers would have beat the, um, the Bulls. I remember when in, in the 1996 Eastern Conference Finals, you know, Shaq, and he was even a younger and more, you know, agile Shaq at that mm-hmm. time. They held them to like 27 points with that combination of Rodman, um, Luke Longley, John Sally, Wennington. Yeah. And, um, you know, and Penny, at that time, and Penny at that time, you know, he wasn't hurt, and he was a great player too. So I, I don't see how, the, the, you know, they would have beat him. And then you got to think, Ron Harper, like you guys were just talking about, he was four years older at that time, and I don't know how he would have defensed himself because he was on both teams. You know, and I think Shaq, mm-hmm. you know, Shaq, you know, we're all going to always say, you know, our team or our generation was the best. Um, the host of the last show, um, like he was barking at the callers a lot. But a lot of times my mom says something, you know, when you got to yell a lot, maybe your point isn't that great. You know what I mean? Um, mm. I have to I have to give it to them. And, you know, the, 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 not only did the 96, 97 team, but the, the amount of games that they won. But you got to mm-hmm. remember one thing, too, is that um, – all of their guys were all fully seasoned at that time. Not just – they might have more talent on the Lakers' benches, maybe, right. but I don't even know if you could say that. But the guys weren't as seasoned. You know what I'm saying? Right. Steve Kerr, mm-hmm. um, who, been who through the wars. cool coach, all yeah. these guys, they had already been through, through, through the wars. They had already been – Randy Brown. Yeah, they knew how to win. And, you know, when, like you said, when, uh, or, or somebody else had said before, I think it was um was was Mark in Newark, and he was telling um Chris Carr, he's like, you're talking about the dominance of Shaq, and like I said, they they kept him. He scored 27 points in the mm-hmm. Eastern Conference Final, but they didn't let him dominate, dominate. Right. Kobe wasn't the Kobe from the 2011. The 2011 Kobe was better than you know the Kobe of the early um years. Mm-hmm. Imagine, mm-hmm. think about it though, with both of those teams. You think the Chicago Bulls would have lost to Ben Wallace, Chauncey Billups, and them? No way no, possible. No. And they wouldn't have lost to that Boston Celtics team either. So, nope. I mean, that proof's in the pudding right there. You, you know what I mean? Yeah, I sure do, Buddha. Thanks for the phone call and the kind words and, 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 and the point that it's. But, it, but, it, but, Gordon, it's still great to have fun and talk about. You're listening to the ESPN New York Tonight podcast with Larry Hardesty on 98.7 ESPN. Gordon, let's talk to Richard in Manhattan. Richard, you're next on 98.7. Hi, Larry. Gordon. Uh, Larry, the other night you were talking about some Nick big men that came, you know, from other teams. And when they got to the Knicks, they were stiffs. And I'll agree with you. Marvin Webster, Chuck mm-hmm. Robinson, Maurice Lucas, and especially Spencer Hayward. Boy, when he came yeah. here, I don't know. Oh, something yeah. happened to him. I think yeah. they put him at center, and he never wanted to play center. Right. But he was a stiff with the Knicks. Yeah. But one guy you lumped into that group that I disagree with, he was what he was, and he played 
he played very well with the Knicks. Bob McAdoo. McAdoo played well with the Knicks. He wasn't. No, I didn't lump him in as one of the steps. Oh, no, 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 no. No, because no, no, then no. another caller called after me and said, well, when McAdoo went to the Lakers, he resumed his greatness. And he was good with the Lakers as a sixth, seventh man. But uh, he was really good with the Knicks. Actually, he was good here. Here was the problem with, with him here, though, Richard. Yeah. And it was the fact that Spencer Hayward was here. Yeah, so yeah you that had, was it. You had, you know, they were, they really played the same way and Correct. they were in the, in each other's way. So that was the issue. But no, I loved Bob McAdoo. Sure. Yeah. Was he was very the, happy with it. He him. was the only thing worth watching when he was over here. Yeah. Now, now, Larry, I was thinking, uh, the Clippers this year, they had two guys coming off the bench, Harrell and the other guy, I forgot the name, sixth and seventh man. And yeah, uh, I forgot the Lou other Williams. guy. Yes. Uh, uh-huh. Mo Williams. And Lou those Williams. guys, those guys, brought back memories of six men to me. Now, I was a little too young for Frank Ramsey, but the original six man, of course, was John Havlicek. Right. Okay. Now, after Havlicek, you'll remember, was Billy Cunningham. He was great, especially that 66-67 team with Philly. Mm-hmm. All right, so those were your two original six men. Then the Knicks, the 70 team, had Cassie Russell and Dave Stallworth, and those guys were good. They were very mm-hmm. good. Russell, I mean, Cassie was very good off the bench. He was great. The 73 team, we had Phil Jackson and Dean Meminger, mm-hmm. and those guys were great. Mm-hmm. All right, then we went a few years, but I'm going to test you on this, Larry. And uh-huh. then we went to Vinnie Microwave Johnson with the mm-hmm. early uh, bad boy uh, Detroit right. Pistons, right? Mm-hmm. He was the uh, really the big sixth man that we used to call off the bench. Yeah. But in between the Knicks and Vinnie uh, Johnson, uh, who do you remember? To me, he was the original microwave, but he had a better nickname, so that's why they didn't call him microwave. See who you're thinking of. Late 70s. He was a great, great sixth man. Uh, the first person that comes to my mind, I don't remember when he was coming off the bench or starting, is downtown Freddie Brown. There you go. That's the guy I had Cleveland. And he would have been yeah. microwave Brown, except that the downtown fit yeah, him better. downtown Freddie right. Brown, he was and, something else. And Larry, you're 100% right. He was a starter, but Seattle wasn't good when he was a starter. Mm-hmm. I think they had yeah. John Brisker and those guys, and they weren't that good. But then when they uh, when Lonnie Shelton came there and uh, yeah. Sigma, wow, for about three or four years, that guy was the best sixth man there was. And then for about 10 years, when the Lakers and Celtics were good, there really weren't any good six men until uh, Vinny uh, Microwave came back. Mm-hmm. You know, Always a pleasure, Larry. All right, same here, Richard. Pleasure. Thanks for checking in. 1-800-919-3776. Gordon, uh, Lonnie Shelton is another center forward that the Knicks let get away that went, ended up in Seattle. He was... What you know, year is really, this now? Oh, this is like... Psh- 80s it's okay. got to be like yeah it's got to be like early 80s mid, okay. late 70s early 80s with him uh who, who who a lot of people thought he was similar to willis reed because he was kind of bulky mm-hmm. but um you know th- there were some guys that the knicks had there's a number of them we could go we could gordon we could do we could make people in nick fans cry over the big men who came here who really weren't that good, like Neil Walk who came in from Phoenix and it just it oh so Nick Van was just brutal. What it was, was the problem after the after the championship years, right? They they mm-hmm. they had then eventually things go down, right? Late seventies, yep. early eighties, they're yeah. not as what, what was the issue back then? Was it the way the team was run? Was it drafting? Was it a talent acquisition? What was the issue? It was drafting and it was the challenge of 
uh, trying to replace champions. Willis mm-hmm. Reed retired early because of injury. Right. Dave DeBusher left earlier than most people thought, excuse me, because of, you know, he's one, he had so many years. He just said, you know what? I'm done. And then what happened was the Nick backcourt started to age. So you had Walt Frazier, you had Earl Monroe, and, and at one point, some point in time, they were backing the ball up, you know, because people were trying to double team them and steal the basketball. But, mm-hmm. uh, it was really drafting, Gordon. That's what happened. They were never able to draft to replenish. And then they started going the free agent route. And then that's when you started to hear about the Spencer Haywoods. You signed him and then you, you know, you, you made the move and you brought in Bob McAdoo, which I thought was a good move, but then you did, you had the wrong pieces around them. So the chemistry was wrong. And, uh, you know, and, and the drafts were never, were never just, they just never panned out well. And then in mm-hmm. the eighties, they, they, you know, then Bernard Kane came. And so right. you started to see, you know, some some, some things right. there, some right. hope. Somebody to build but once again, the issue was that the guys you had before he got there were bad drafts, you know. So it, it really was a lack of talent and and just bad bad drafting, and it's haunted them today. <laughs> Still, haunts it's them. weird. The Knicks didn't draft well. Wow. How about that, huh? Yeah, Surprise. Strange. Yeah. Right. Sure, you are. You are listening to the ESPN New York Tonight podcast with Larry Hardesty on 98.7 ESPN.